Republic attacks a droid factory on Geonosis. Padme Amidala attempts to broker peace. Secrets of the Force are revealed and more as the Sky Guys are back for week two of Ahsoka 101. All right, we are back here on the Sky Guys. Ahsoka 101 continues. We are into week two of our Ahsoka history course. We're going to cover season two and season three of the Clone Wars today. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Phillips. Join me today, the man's voice of generation every single week. Pete Constantino is here. Pete, how are you? Doing well. We're back for seasons, what is it, two and three? Yep. Um, glad to be talking Star Wars as always with you guys. Be diving deeper into Ahsoka's story arcs here as we go through the Clone Wars. So very excited. Yep. Also with us here today, uh, the leader of the Trandoshan uh, Hunters, Nick Freyetta, is here. Nick, how are you? Doing doing great. Uh, we're finally at the part where I think this is the end after this episode of quote-unquote banned Clone Wars. I think after this, the show really kicks off, and I'm excited to watch some of that stuff again. Yep, there was some, there was some good stuff in here, though, too, Nick. It's not like we had... Oh, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. We, we, I mean, the way we're doing this, pretty much, the Ahsoka episodes, I don't know if you've noticed, I've noticed during our watching, these are kind of the good ones. We're not stuck with any uh, droid arcs here. No droids, no random Kit Fisto episodes. We're getting, like, most of the good stuff. Yeah. We're going to be a little light on Maul, but we will have... We'll get Maul at the end. Oh, we will. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely here. So, Pete, people want to subscribe to us here on the Sky, guys. You can do so on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, all the usual suspects. Simply search for the Sky, guys, here at Podcast Platforms here. We're going to be very busy with Soka 101, but there's a lot of fun stuff in the feed. You want to go back and check that out. Yeah, you're going to get that first episode of Ahsoka 101. You're going to get some Star Wars video game talk, which is always a favorite of mine. So definitely subscribe. Yep. And uh, Nick, people want to follow on social media. How can they do that? At Sky Guys Podcast. That's Instagram. It's Twitter and it's TikTok. Yep. You can also check out the YouTube page. Mike Phillips on YouTube. Video version of the Sky Guys Podcast are up there here. We have all of our fun graphics and props, including... Our, our, our sidekick, Lego Ahsoka, is here with us here. You know, the background is cutting off most of her uh, tendrils. Oh, we know she's there. She is here. So we do have one piece of news here. Uh, Nick, there is – we got an update from James Mangle on his Star Wars Dawn of the Jedi movie. I do have some fun quotes I want to share with you. Please. Yeah, it's basically his story is – his idea is a kind of origin story of how the Force came to be known, understood, wielded, and harnessed. And the direct quote from him is this. And this is to Variety, I think, is the actual like source of it. For me, it's about, I want to be part of the saga, but I also don't want to be holding so much lore in the air that you can hardly tell a story. What I really want to do, what I told her, and her being Kathleen Kennedy, was just, can we make a kind of the Ten Commandments of the Force, you know? A kind of origin story of how the Force came to be known, understood, wielded, and harnessed. So, Pete, this sounds like a lot of fun and addresses a lot of our common criticisms of this franchise. Uh, yeah, it could also be boring though. So I feel like they got to find a way to make it interesting other than just going through Jedi school with them. But yeah, I, uh, I agree. It's, it's definitely breaking the mold a little bit and something that we wanted for a little while now. Yeah. Nick, I think we're very much with this movie because if it succeeds, I think they will be more open to exploring outside of our 50 year postage strip of uh star Wars canon. Yeah, should be. It's, it's a risk. It's a risk. I mean, I'll be honest with you. If I have to make a if I have to make a prediction, I do not think this movie is going to do well. I don't think it's going to do bad in terms of it's going to be a bad movie. I think it's going to be good. 
I don't think a lot of people are going to see it, though. And by by a lot of people, I still think it'll make a ton of money. I just mean in Star Wars standards. And that's because I don't think... For me, it sounds fantastic. It sounds unbelievable. I can't wait to see it. I don't think the common person cares. Yeah. For example, The Force Awakens. My father was there. He was in attendance. He couldn't wait to see Star Wars on the screen. There's no chance my dad's going to see this movie. Yeah. There's no chance. I think they're going to lose a lot of that that audience, and it may not do as well as some of those big movies you've seen in the past. Yeah, plus the thing you were out here is that the box office has not really recovered from COVID outside of the biggest of big blockbusters. I mean, we're recording this on June 19th, this episode. We're coming off a weekend where we had two big movies come out in terms of budget and The Flash and Elemental, and they both flopped. But Mike, I got to tell you, I, I didn't know they flopped. That's 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 news to me. But I got to tell you, I went to see The Flash opening night. I went Friday night. And I thought it was really, really good, by the way. I liked it a lot. But the I've been going to movies, you know, pretty much since Black Widow, which I think was like most people's introduction back into the movie theater with COVID. Yeah. And seeing The Flash, the theater was packed. I don't mean my individual theater seeing The Flash. I just mean the movie theater in general. There were lines for popcorn. That Usually it's one line. There's three people. There were like five or six lines open. It was a packed theater. There were a lot of different movies, I guess. I guess there's a lot going on right now. There's Guardians out. There's Flash out. Little Mermaid's still out. Transformers is out. Spider-Verse is the big one right now. Spider-Verse is out. Fast and Furious is out right now. There's a lot of movies out there that you can go see. Yeah, I think Spider-Verse right now is the only one really, like, punching above its way. Everything else is sort of, like, really underwhelming compared to what they spent on it. Right, but I just mean to say there's a lot of stuff out there. Like, my theater was about half full on opening night. Not the worst, but... I actually really, really liked the Flash film. All right, well, that's that's all the news we got here. So let's get to season two and season three. I will link to our full season podcast if you want to hear us complain about the droid arcs and get some of the intro to Mandalore. That's in the full season podcast we're going to cover. We covered those way back in 2021. Today we're going to focus on the Ahsoka episodes here. So we'll start with season two here. So, Pete, you want to kick us off on Geonosis? Yeah, so this is the second battle of Geonosis because the first one happened in uh, the uh, Attack of the Clones movie. A um, couple of takeaways I had from this. Um, pretty much Ahsoka's leading a battalion um, in this fight, and Anakin doesn't really trust her. She kind of takes over her briefing, and she gets a little annoyed. and She doesn't feel trusted by Anakin. Um, but then later on, I, I forgot to write down the master's name, but Barris's master comes in and says, Let, let's, let's have Barris and Ahsoka do the, the bombing run, if you will. And we'll cause this, it will create the distraction um, of this droid factory that's in Geonosis. And, and it's gonna, you know, if, if that goes to be fully online, it's just going to be devastating for the Republic. Um, and the separatists are going to have a huge leg up, right? So they trust Ahsoka and Barris to go in. They get into a situation where they're not going to be able to get out in time um, when bombing the uh, reactor core because the droids find out they're there. Um, one thing leads to another, and Ahsoka makes the decision with Barris that she's going to make the sacrifice. Um, they're going to make the sacrifice to blow up the droid factory while they're still in it. They don't have time to get out. Uh, droids send in these tanks. They decide we're going to use the tank to try to, to blow this up. So they make that, that decision. Um, they wind up getting saved by Anakin. Uh, you see that attachment between Anakin and Ahsoka. Anakin doesn't want to give up on Ahsoka. Meanwhile, people are like, you know, the other master's like, hey, they made their choice. Let's 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 bounce. Um, and then the and then the the story arc kind of takes a turn from battle to kind of like 
creepy zombie Geonosian things. Um, we get that kind of worm episode where the worms get snuffed into people's like noses and they, they turn into these like zombie kill the Jedi kind of people. Um, so we find that out. We find the queen uh, of Geonosis who's producing all these Geonosians. And um, that's an interesting arc too. Not to say that Ahsoka didn't have much to do with that. She's just the main part of it. And she has to deal with a lot of it um, again on a mission by herself with Barriss. Um, and then one of the key takeaways from this part of the arc was that she decides to save Barriss and not actually kill her. Uh, just to, to circle back a little bit here, um, Barris gets infected by one of the worms when they're on a medical run um, to pick up supplies from the from Kit Fisto, uh, and the whole crew pretty much gets taken over by these worms. And she decides that she finds a way to kill the worm before she has to kill Barris. So she actually goes ahead and does that instead of just making the gut decision that maybe any other Jedi would and just kill the person. Um, so takeaways there is that she didn't feel trusted. She's trusted to do something. She makes kind of like this ultimate sacrifice, winds up surviving, gets saved by Anakin. You see those attachments there. And then also she's trusted again by Anakin to do a medical supply run. And she handles this whole zombie worm thing pretty well, um, while saving her friend. All right. So I'll add here that the master, the Barris's master is the great Luminar Amduli, who we end up finding out about again and, really see her after the season, I think, until Rebels to get her back a little bit. But, uh, Nick, I think the thing to sort of put a pin here, this is directly to keep an eye on here, Ahsoka's relationship with Barris is going to be very important. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, so that's the important thing here. Plus, I think the Geonosis arc as a whole, I think, is fun to go back there. I will say that. And the zombie thing was a little weird. Yeah, I'm with you on that. All right, so that's all for the for that one here. Let's go now to uh, season number two, episode 11 here. This is a standalone episode, Nick, Lightsaber Laws. Would you like to discuss this one? Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty simple, and I hate to, you know, again, I hate to be, like, short on details and stuff because this is a very simple episode. Ahsoka loses her lightsaber. Hey, well, not necessarily loses, it was stolen, but... And she gets help from a Jedi elder. His name is... Uh, since Terra or something? Terra Sindula. Or, or Terra, Terra Sinoop. Oh, okay. I was like, what? He's a Sindula? But uh, she, she helps him out. She helps her out, and they track down the thief. But I think it's really that simple of an episode here. But this is just teaching her patience. That's, that's it. That's all this episode is doing, is teaching her to not... to, to look back, sit down retrace the steps, find out what it could be, find out who it could be, where they could be, instead of just sprinting after the guy and trying to find him. That's all I took away from this episode is this is how she learned patience. But I've said in the season one podcast as well, is crucial to her development and any Jedi's development is just learning patience because you get hot-headed and you run out there, you're going to get hit by lightning by Count Dooku. We've seen it happen. They don't run out there, you patience. Yeah, and Pete, the whole Terrace Anub thing reminds me of our episode Kenobi we did with Alex Asano when he was the Easter egg inside the vault on the Inquisitor Inquisitor uh, base. That's right. That's right. We did have that cameo, or that Easter egg, I should say. Yeah, so Nick, poor Terrace Anub does not end up getting out of the, uh, or he does not survive War 66. I did not realize it was the same guy. 
Yeah, we had Alex Fasano on the podcast. With us. He correctly. Oh, you're us. right. Yeah. Yeah, so he did not survive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, didn't think he was going to make it very long anyway. Yeah, I think maybe, he was reaching the end of his days regardless, but. Yeah, maybe a future podcast for us. We sort of do a podcast ranking the survivors of Order 66. All right, yeah, or we could do, or we can do a full, uh, a full on, um, a full on Terra Sanube podcast. The, the, all of his background, the deep dive. Yeah. All right, so that's season two. That she is really only in those two things. A lot of the other stuff is Obi Wan and Mandalore. There's some droids. There's not a lot of Ahsoka in season two, Nick. Uh, there's not. There isn't. Yeah. And. Yeah, but season three is a bit more. Season three is a lot more, so that's why we combine two and three. Because like, if we did the season two package, we'd be out of here in five minutes. Right. Yeah. So season that would have been it. Yeah, we 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 would have been wrapping it up now. And Mike, do you do you have time for us? Where are we now? We are up to see. We are at twelve minutes and forty seven seconds. So that would have been twelve minutes, including our intro and news and all that. So that is why we've decided to do two and three together. Spoiler alert: Season four next week might be about this length. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get to season four next week. Or season three, we have a lot here. So we'll start out here. We'll go back to Nick here. Padme and Ahsoka work together a lot in this season, starting on Mandalore. You want to talk about that? Yeah, so the first episode doesn't really involve Padme. It's more so... Um... You mean it doesn't involve Ahsoka? I'm sorry, what? You said the first episode doesn't really involve Padme. Does it not involve Ahsoka, you mean? No, it doesn't involve Padme, oh. really. It's... um. It's it's the one when she teams up with the different senators. Yeah, Ahsoka, that is. So yeah. Padme, I don't believe, is in the episode. Yeah, that's sort of the prequel to that, I believe. Yeah, right. Yes, it's like the prequel to how we head to Mandalore here. But um, she teams up with a bunch of senators in order to. Uh, if I remember this correctly, I think it's recover. It's to to save his daughters. If I remember correctly, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so she teams up with these with the senator. Uh, to save her, save uh, the senator's daughters, and this is a, a wonderful episode for her because this is the first time I can remember where Ahsoka has a chance to do what she needs to do in the episode without being guided by another Jedi. Yeah. So in this one, she is alone. There is no Anakin. There is no Obi Wan. There is no Alasakura. There is no Mace Windu Yoda telling her what to do. She's just on full display of her own skills and 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 her mind. And I think this is like the beginning of her journey onwards more than just a pad one. So this episode, th that, that's kind of that episode here, but it leads us into the Mandalore arc here where Padme's on a mission to Mandalore. And remember that Mandalore at this point is pacifist. They, they've had enough wars in their past. And at this point, they're not getting involved in the Clone Wars. And... Padme is sent there, and they find out that um, uh, smugglers have been uh, sneaking in supplies, like... Um, Weapons? It, it, it's the tea, right? Yeah. Maybe it's, it's not spice? Yeah, yellow spice, tea, right? Yeah. Same thing, right? I guess so. So there's, I guess the drug run in, in a way to increase their profits, and um, and the, the key, the, the tea has a chemical in it, so like... They're, they're kind of tasked here with um, finding out who's doing this and why and all that. I guess the answer is why is to make money, but they're tasked with figuring out what's going on. And Ahsoka has then uh, made a teacher at the school 
to investigate the um, the corruption going on within Mandalore. And remember, Satine is uh, Obi Wan's ex, kind of. I guess, yeah. I'm I guess sure. it's ex. And um, one of the characters has um, that Ahsoka is teaching. His name is uh, Corky. And Corky is the nephew of Satine. And I think it's clear as day that this kid is Satine and Obi-Wan's son. <laughs> but they, they don't they don't tell us that in the show. But um we we learn I think we just see I think it's more of what I was saying about episode four with these next two, is that Ahsoka is tasked to do things without supervision of a Jedi. Yes, Padme is there. It's a little bit like more, it's a little supervised, but there's no one telling her what to do in terms of a Jedi. Yeah. It's, I think that's tremendous for her growth. That's why, that's how I see this uh, arc playing out. And then there's another episode, which to be honest with you, I don't remember much from, but um, I, I remember they go to Alderaan and Ahsoka has recurring visions of the bounty hunter or a sing. Am I remember that correctly? Yes. Now, I, I'll be honest with you, Mike. This is one that I was on the list and I was like, I don't really know what I learned from this about her. So, do you want to jump in here and tell me what we learned about her here? Because I don't remember learning anything from her here. I think the reason we grouped these together is that this is sort of really like Ahsoka and Padme working together here and this sort of like she hasn't realized at the time this is really connecting her and Anakin more because they're both tied to Padme. I do think that's a, like a fun component to have it here. All right. Okay. Now, if you don't know who Ora Singh is, an interesting character. I just like to bring this up because it's an interesting character. She was a bounty hunter. She is uh, very pale skin, but she wears red and has red hair. She's very, very quickly appears in um, The Phantom Menace. I believe she's on Tatooine. Yep. And she's mentioned throughout the Clone Wars a lot, and she's in a lot of the episodes. And then she's mentioned in Solo, and it's said that Tobias Beckett. Yeah, you muted yourself a little. Sorry, bit. Hit, hit the hit the mute button there. But it, it was said in the in the Solo movie that Tobias Beckett actually killed her. I just found that so interesting. They took a small background character from Episode One, Phantom Menace, and brought her into the Clone Wars. Mentioned her in Solo, but. Yeah, that is season three. That or at least that arc, season three. I don't know. You must have another arc. At least two more in here. Yeah, there's a couple more arcs in here. But I have two things I want yeah. to add to this one here is obviously uh, Pete. I do love that first episode here. Nick talks about here when she's helping rescue the kidnappings here. That's the first appearance of one of our most hated characters in Clone Wars, the Investigator douche. That's right. Maybe that's why I try to suppress that memory. Yeah, I noticed Nick did not mention him. I noticed. I'm sure that was intentional. I'm sorry, who was it again? Who was it? Investigator douche. Oh, that's what I thought. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, it went <laughs> over my head completely. It went over my head completely that it was him. Yeah, he, that was his debut. That was a lot of fun with him. And I will say also, the exposing corruption on Mandalore, Pete, good job, detective worker Ahsoka in that arc. Yeah, like, like Nick said, I think we're seeing... Ahsoka kind of come into her own here and doing a lot more without Jedi. And I think this was a, a big test for her. And I think she uh, she did well with the private eye stuff. Yeah, Detective Ahsoka, Nick, it could be its own spinoff show. Maybe this is what, maybe we're having Detective Ahsoka a little bit in her own show. 
I would be shocked if we didn't. Yeah, considering that she's kind of missed she's trying to solve. That she's talking about in Mandalorian. I'm with you. All right, so your arc sort of roll over into, into my first arc of season three, which is this arc of the separates because she works with Padme again. Because this point of the arc, we see that the Senate is arguing over how do we get more money for troops? And the banking clan says we need to deregulate the banks so that you guys can get loans for funding more clones. Padme says, basically, tells Anakin, this is stupid. Let's go to Palpatine and try and open up peace negotiations, try and not fund the war this way. And Anakin's like, I don't want to do it. But he decides, Ahsoka needs to learn about politics. I'm going to put her with you for the day, and you guys can go figure out like some fun stuff. So Padme basically says, okay, we're going to go back channel with Separatists, with my friend uh, Mina Monteri, who they send her in the Separatists. So they go to a Separatist planet. They start peace talks. Ahsoka basically hangs out with uh, Mina's son, uh, Lux Bonteri. She sort of realizes there's more of the Separatists than what she initially thought because she thinks, oh, you know, they fund the droids, they're evil, they're trying to, you know, like, stampede the Republic. She realizes that these are normal people on this one. The episode is fairly called Heroes on Both Sides. It's a lot of great stuff here. The peace talks between Padme and the Senator Bonteri work. The Separatist said actually votes to end the war and open negotiations. Dooku... Basically says, okay, we'll do this. But in the meantime, he has Grievous send in the garbage droids, the sweeper droids. They come in, they bomb Coruscant, they shut down the Senate, and basically rile up the Senate say, hey, we have to, you know, keep the war going. The Separatists assassinate Senator Monterey as part of the cover-up here. So interesting, for I think, for me, the big thing is that Ahsoka learns, I think, very important last year, that there is not just black and white in the guys. There's a lot of gray, especially fitting considering how she ends up with her uh, perspective on life in general. Pete. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that also plays nicely the gray area into the into the arc. I'm going to talk about uh, a little bit later, but yeah, I agree. Uh, Nick, what you remember from uh, Heroes on Both Sides? What do you think about that specific episode? I don't remember much. I'll be honest, these these episodes blend together for me. But is this um I just remember learning about the other side. And it it, it, it not really anything specific for Ahsoka in here, but um seeing the other side, I don't know, seeing the Confederate side of things, seeing their council just opens eyes. I guess it opens the Soka eyes in that there's two sides to every conflict, which I guess is a good lesson to learn, absolutely. But to me, it's just more interesting that we don't get to see this stuff in the movies. In in the movies, we're just more led to believe the Confederacy of, excuse me, the Confederacy of Independence systems are the bad guys, the Republic's the good guys. And it's not that simple when you're in a war. Of course, everyone thinks they're the good guy. No one thinks they're the bad guy. Yeah. So it's interesting to see it from both sides. But I guess that is the lesson. I kind of told myself the lesson as I was talking through it. The lesson is there's two sides to every conflict. That there's a lot of gray. And considering I think yeah. she's the model of gray Jedi, I think this is sort of the example. I think this is the beginning of that. Yes. And I, I cannot tell you how annoyed I am at every single second nowadays I hear that term, gray Jedi. <laughs> We're going to have to cover that when we get, we get to Rebels. It seems like everyone's a gray Jedi nowadays. Yeah, I think Cal Kessis might be trying that way as well. 
I wouldn't know unless his name was Lake of Hyrule. Yeah. All right. So, oh, yeah, back on the Hyrule guys. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, why don't you and Nick talk about the Hyrule guys this week? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll mention the Hyrule guys at the end of the podcast. So I'll definitely plug them. Yeah. We're doing well over there. All Traitor. Right. Yeah, uh, speaking of crazy, we have the last two arcs we're covering in season uh, three here are absolutely wild stuff here. So, Pete, you want to go back to Mortis for a little bit and have some fun there? Yeah, so I have to be honest. I don't I don't think Ahsoka develops much in this. I think this is more just kind of like a wild arc that Ahsoka is a part of. Um, so pretty much uh, Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka get pinged to a location um, where they're supposed to meet Captain Rex. Captain Rex isn't there um, in their eyes, and Ahsoka, Anakin, and Obi-Wan is not there to Captain Rex's eyes. They can't see each other. Um, that's because they're they're kind of going toward this anom- anomaly planet. Uh, looks like pretty much like a diamond, a cube, um, and they, they almost like a, a holocron, if you will, and they kind of get sucked in, like a tractor beam into this holocron planet. Um what we find is that there are three people or three beings that live in this planet, uh, the father, the daughter, and the son. Um, those are their, th- that's the pronoun, not just a noun. There's a random father, son, and daughter there. Um, the son represents the dark side of the force. The daughter represents the light side, uh, the light side, the, uh, the good, the good guys, if you will. And then the father's there to make sure that they stay in balance. Um, they are pretty much, and that holocron planet are pretty much the, the force the balance of the force, everything goes through them, is them. They are they are the the, the gatekeepers, if you will, of the force. Um, Anakin is brought there because he is the chosen one, and he the father prophesizes that he will take over. Anakin will take over his duty to to make sure the son and daughter don't kill each other or whatever. Um, throughout the whole arc, it's pretty much a big fight. It's it's the son wants control. The daughter says, no, you shouldn't. It's it's dark first light to give you spark notes again, again, because it's not super, 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 super uh, character development for Ahsoka. But Ahsoka sees her future self and is warned about Anakin and what he faces and his affiliation with the dark side. Um, Ahsoka thinks it's a dream. It's a vision. Um, it might be the sun speaking because the sun can kind of transform into different people and visions. Um, he does that with Anakin to try to get him to join the dark side by turning into his mother, um, to Anakin's mother. So we see that Anakin is then taken by the sun as hostage um, and is kind of like bitten, almost like a vampire kind of thing going on. And she turns into this this dark-sided Jedi that can't think for herself pretty much works for the sun. Um, she turns on Anakin and fights him. Uh, and then the daughter as her last dying act, because the son kills the daughter, helps Anakin transfer her life force into Ahsoka to change her back into a, a good Jedi who, who can't remember anything that's happening. Um, after that, everything is very ordered-based. What people order Ahsoka to do, she does try to get off the planet, fix the ship, ship come save me come help me you know fight against anakin because anakin starts to turn with the sun so pretty much it's it's a wild 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 ride um but when it comes to ahsoka tano i don't think there is much there other than we see her in action um we see her following orders as basic as go fix the ship don't fix the ship make sure anakin doesn't leave you know all that kind of stuff yeah p i want to clarify here doesn't ahsoka die in this thing is revived by the by the daughter 
Yeah, so so she gets killed um not by like a lightsaber or anything, but I think just from the sunbee saying like I'm done with you and just kind of like kills her like using the force. Um and then there's like a special sword that the daughter steals from like this temple um or this like area that Anakin was supposed to use on the son, the son uses it on the daughter. The daughter starts to die because it's like the only sword that can kill these guys. Um and her last dying act, her last living act, excuse me, was to transfer whatever life force she had into Ahsoka to try to reclaim her as a good person and not be in the dark side of the force. Yeah, so Nick, like, people forgot this. Ahsoka actually has died once and has been resurrected, so... That is right. All people who say that nobody dies in Star Wars, here's a prime example of that. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess they're right, right? Because it's a prime <laughs> example. But I, Mike, I'm just shocked. Shocked that you didn't cover this arc. <laughs> this is this is your arc. You talk about this one all the time. You used to bring it up. You know, Avatar the Last Airbender. You this is your arc. I'm surprised you didn't talk about it. I could not do that again. I have argued for years that Morris is overrated. And you know many people love that arc and, and you will die on that hill. I will die on that hill. All right, and speaking of uh, dying on hills, here we're gonna go to my last arc here, the season finale arc of season two of season three, which is, I think it's I don't know the proper title. This is like this is basically an arc where, like Ahsoka gets captured by Trandoshans to be a like a prize for hunters. So the this arc basically begins the finale of season three. By the way, Ahsoka, Anakin, and Plo Koon they're trying to hold off a separate advance on Felucia. They split up into each cover sections of the attack. Ahsoka tries to go to the back of the base. She lets her troopers go out first. She gets captured by Trandoshans that have hunted Jedi younglings for sport. Ahsoka meets several oh, of them on this my. planet. And she basically, these guys are sort of giving up on their lot of life. Say, okay, you know, we just got to survive. Ahsoka rallies into action. One of them gets killed when they're trying to ambush Trandoshan. Ahsoka promises to protect the rest of them. Ahsoka and the others plan to ambush a ship dropping new prisoners off. The ship gets destroyed. They do free the one prisoner here, and Pete, it's Chewbacca. He's back. Yep. He's here. He is here. It's, uh, it's a great cameo. Yep, it is Chewbacca. It's not a joke. Chewie's here. He builds a transmitter for the ship's wreckage to contact Kashyyyk. The transmitter doesn't work at first. The other Gremlins have a Trandoshan they take in prisoner. They decide to storm a Trandoshan base. They go there. The tra Chewie's transmitter kicks in. The Wookiees come in, save the day. Associate ends up killing her Trandoshan leader before she has to reunite with Anakin at the end of the episode here. And Anakin has been worried sick. And he basically reunites there. And they sort of agree to go off together and do, have more adventures. But, Nick, this was a wild way to end season three. Yeah, you got to see Chewbacca. I mean, how cool is that? I mean, if there's any character who, from the original crew who you would not be like shocked to see, I guess in the Clone it would be him, right? Yeah. Maybe Lando, maybe, but yeah. Uh, wild ending to season three. Che Chewy. I don't know his full name. Chewy Chewbacca. Yeah. Then Chewbacca might just be his full name. Yeah. Yeah. Chewbacca shows up here and Pete, like any, any wild memories from this arc besides Chewy having to show up. I'm kind of like in the same boat as Nick. I, everything's kind of blurred. I, I, when you mention, I remember it, but I, I got to be honest with you. I don't, I don't know if uh, my memory is up to uh, up to speed here. Yeah, I mean, Mike, let's think thing. about this. 
We watched Clone Wars Season 3 for the podcast in March of 2021. Yeah. A while ago. It was a while ago. And let's talk about what we think carries forward from what we watched today in Season 2 and Season 3. So, Nick, I'll let you go first here. What do you think we will carry forward here? Um, I think we carry forward the what, what I've talked about in both of my arcs, or, or more or less actually my, my Season 3 arc. Well, I guess, all right, let me start from the beginning. Let me start over. Season two, my arc was about her losing her lightsaber, my episode. I think she learned patience there, and I think we'll see that. She seems very patient when we see her in The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. Very calm and collected, so I think we see that again. Um, and then I also think, what, from what, I'm ta- what, what I uh, talked about in season three, was that she had the chance to kind of do things without people... Um, you know, guiding her, leading her, other people being in charge. She was, you know, no other Jedi doing stuff for her, if you will. So I think that we're going to see more of that as well, because we know we will, because she's not anyone's, she's not taking orders from anybody at this point in her life. I just think that this show is mostly going to be about finding Ezra. I hope we get to see him, and I'm worried that we're only going to see a hologram of him, but we'll see. Uh, Pete, anything else you want to add that might carry forward what we covered today? Uh, one word, independence. You're just going to see that I think we're going to see her, um, not to say not work well with the team, but I think that she's, she's starting to get her own way, that she doesn't need others to help. Um, spoiler alert for what happens later on. She has to be on her own anyway, and I think she's going to be a much more independent uh, person in the show than that we saw. You know, not to say distance herself, but I feel like she's not going to be open to the whole Sabine and Ahsoka partnership as much as we may think. Yeah, so I'm going to also throw in here, I think the Barris is stuff might carry forward here because Barris is a big loose end from Clone Wars that we have never really got closure to. I think we could definitely see that pop up here. I do think in general, just this whole idea of like, that there is a lot of gray in the galaxy. It's not all black and white. I think that concept, I think she learned that lesson. I think we're going to carry that forward into her show. We will see. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. All right, so that's it for this week on the podcast. Next week, we are covering season four of, of Ahsoka here of on Clone Wars. So there is actually not a ton of uh, homework for you guys if you want to watch here with us. So season four, I have a grand total here of four episodes for you to watch. It's the season premiere, episodes one to three, the arc on Moncala, then episode 14, A Friend in Need. So... Nick, this might be, we talked about last week being a short pie. I think this one's going to be a pretty short short one for you guys, too. If I'm not mistaken, were we not combining four with another season? We did split the, We did split this up because the other season, I think, might, needs more room to breathe. Ah. All right. Well, yeah, this one might be a 12-minuter. <laughs> this, this might be, like, a, like, might be enough time for you to do your workout at the gym and then be done. Yeah, maybe. All right, so. Maybe. That's it for this week here on Ahsoka 101. I thank you guys for coming on here. Pete, if you want to find on social media, how can they do that? Follow me on Twitter at PJConStory29. Uh, Nick, one more time. Can people follow us on social media? At Sky Guys Podcast. You're going to find us on Instagram. It's going to be on Twitter. It's going to be on TikTok also. Yep, you can also follow me on Twitter at MPhilips331. That's M-P-H-I-L-I-P-S-331. That's going to be it for us this week on Ahsoka 101. We'll be back next week for 
season four of the Clone Wars. That is coming up here next week. But until then, may the force be with you.